Oh wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend, Kyle, talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you find your podcasts and the video version at YouTube at the Trophy Room. If you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or if you really, really like us, you could toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you? Excited. Yeah. It's E3 week, baby. Video games are cool. I am. I'm, I'm ready to see over hundreds and hundreds of games <laughs> to be overwhelmed yeah <laughs> that's pretty much where i'm at right now mentally i am mentally also overwhelmed and e3 has not even begun or summer games no. fest or what even are we calling it at this point yeah it's a big it's it's been a big mess and uh, i want to thank our community because i've not been in, in in the discord as much as i feel like i should be because i have been in the background just making sure things are working and things are prepared for Thursday, for uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all the days that is E3. So it's been a chaotic week here over at the Trophy Room. And so I want to thank everybody for bearing with me, uh, bearing with us. It's been yeah, it's been a week, man. But it's going to be worth it. A lot of cool things yeah. uh, from Live Reacts. Um, some other things, which I think I get to talk about next week. Ooh, that type of secret On next shit. week's episode, okay, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I th- you, you know what it is. I don't know if you remember, but you know what it is, Joe. My, time is but an enigma, Kyle. <laughs> I yeah, don't next, remember Next much week anymore. I get to talk about some cool things nice. that, I, that I get to play. Nice. Yeah, and just to let everybody know, though PlayStation isn't going to be at E3, we will. So all the main events... Uh, Summer Games Fest kickoff on Thursday, Saturday, Ubisoft Forward, Sunday. We are even going to be covering Xbox and Bethesda's showcase alongside Square Enix. And then on Tuesday, we're going to be talking about Nintendo as well. The schedule is on our Twitter, so you can get there. Make sure you're you're subscribed or follow to us on twitch.tv slash PS Trophy Room. Get alerted, get notified, and... Yeah, next week is going to be crazy because it's really just unpacking everything we've learned from the past, what is it, like five, six days. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be nuts. And this week as well in the PlayStation universe has been also crazy. Like this week, we're going to be talking about Naughty Dog's mystery multiplayer game that they're working on. We're going to be talking about the Battlefield 2042 officially being revealed and the campaign controversy that has followed. We're going to be talking about how Insomniac has released in the span of six months their third game, and it being a very, very well-received title. I'm not going to say the B word on this show. Never will. I did that once and never again. And all doing that without crunch. And also, we're going to be interviewing... God damn, I hate you. And (laughs) we're going to be uh, interviewing... Brock McLaughlin as he shares his thoughts on Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Heard it's a banger of an interview. And I really just hate the show, and I think we're just going to end it after this one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Kyle, but before we get into all that, it's time for a Patreon pitch. I want to thank our newest and returning patrons, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. Thank you all so much. I want to thank our platinum producers, Todd Burwitz and Too Soon. Our gold members, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Goffrey, Griffin West, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, Metal Kirby, our Silver Plus members, Hide Indoors, Marcus O'Neill's a father now. Oh, it's just Ray. JB the Purple Monkey, Jadis Fawn Metal. Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Robbie Bobby Miller, and awesome Dave. Thank you all so much for just being so generous with your time and helping us get better week in, week out. It's the reason why we look so good. We sound so great. So if we got you ever through a long car ride, tough day at work, whatever the situation it may be, please consider tossing us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room because it really does keep the lights on and again big shout out to marcus o'neill who is a yeah. papa congrats marcus and miles big, is his son's name plus. miles That's awesome. the best uh, type of name the best to Spider-Man. add to people who are supporting us on on patreon i just want to give a special shout out to just the discord community as mm-hmm. well community at large mm-hmm. um like joe i haven't been in that discord too much i've been all over the place, so I haven't had a chance to be in there. But every time I pop in and see what's going on, you're just all very welcoming and kind to each other. And seeing everyone congratulate Marcus on on, on being a father just really warms my heart. Yeah. So shout out to you, his lovely you, wife. You all are amazing. His his lovely wife shared us a picture of him holding his son, and uh, and then playing PlayStation Five. So like he yeah. got the two things he wanted, the PlayStation 5 and then the plus the kid, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's so awesome. awesome. Yeah, our community is absolutely wholesome as all heck and I love it so very much. We're, we're making something special over here. And speaking of making something special, Kyle, it's time to square up the news cuz something's happening over at Naughty Dog. Something's, something's brewing. Something's brewing. So Armina Khan over at PS Lifestyle writes, Naughty Dog will release an ambitious and high-quality multiplayer experience according to job listings. Reset Era users have spotted several new job listings on Naughty Dog's website, which state that the studio aims to, quote, bring the same level of ambition and quality of our signature story-driven games to its unique standalone multiplayer project, end quote. A job description for a gameplay script or reads, quote, Embark on, on Naughty Dog's newest adventure, the studio's first standalone multiplayer game. We're seeking to bring the same level of ambition and quality of our signature story-driven games to this unique multiplayer project. This is a rare opportunity to make an impact in your discipline and craft an experience that will be enjoyed and shared by millions of players around the world. Our powerful scripting language is foundational both to our trademark polish as well as the rapid prototyping of new systems and mechanics. If you know how to get impressive results from a game engine quickly and are excited to join an innovative multiplayer team, we'd love to talk to you. Naughty Dog has yet to detail The Last of Us 2's multiplayer, but from what we have heard so far, it looks like the studio is going all out, making a full-fledged experience, end quote. So, a a while back, they said that there would be no multiplayer for The Last of Us Part 2, and that they were working on something... But it would not be out at launch. But it yeah. was it was a thing they're working on. They were planning to do, put it along with part two, but they quickly realized it was too big, and the, then they kind of moved to make it its own standalone thing. 
So do you think that this is the thing or do you think, cause they, they say the studio's first standalone multiplayer game, standalone. What does that mm-hmm. mean to you? Is this just a factions part two? Or do you think that this could be like a, you know, we'll talk about it later, but like a battlefield esque where it's a multiplayer only game, totally different universe. What what are you thinking here, Kyle? I, th- I think this is what that factions mode has turned into. Yeah. I, I, I do think because every time I've heard them talk about it, Neil has talked about it, how it just got to be too big to be like a pack-in for part two's experience. And it needed to be its own thing because of how big it was and how ambitious it turned into. So I feel like that is what this is, whether or not it is a last of us factions style of multiplayer where you are scrounging for, um, like supplies, supplies. Yeah, I, why yeah. couldn't I think of the word supplies, I don't know. Uh, supplies. <laughs> and then like, you know, craft gr- grenades or nail bombs, or whatever yeah. to, to help you on matches. I don't know. It could be a brand new thing, uh, a multiplayer outside of Last of Us, maybe in its own unique little world. Um, but I think we could have seen this coming from the Uncharted, all the way back from Uncharted 2, right? Had multiplayer, and yeah. every multiplayer they've had has been unique and Naughty Dog inspired, and they try to make it you know, a little bit of their own little flavor. Like Uncharted 4 had those cool little uh, magical powers that you can call in as like ultimates, whatever that Mm -hmm. were, were the threats that Nate has gone through throughout the game. So, and factions is, is its own different, like unique thing. It's absolutely stellar. So I do think this is what that faction spinoff is turning into. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping it is a full blown factions kind of thing where you are scrounging for supplies or whatnot, but at this point, I'll take I'll take whatever. For me, I, I think so. Going back to Naughty Dog's multiplayer, I always think it's so underrated because their multiplayer games have been really good. Like yeah. Uncharted 2's multiplayer was the thing I remember getting me into the PlayStation ecosystem. I remember the dumb Bluetooth headset. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Remember how yeah. bad and we thought that was great. Like, <laughs> like it was it, it was such a fun experience and i remember being a big gears fan going it's this is somewhat similar but it's more arcadey and i really dug that multiplayer so much uncharted 3s was fine uncharted 4s was from what i remember as well really good uh those power-ups always kind of reminded me of like crash bandicoot i don't know why yeah but that's um fair. but yeah and like factions is a legit amazing experience like that's a that's a that is a standout multiplayer experience. I remember yeah, it got me as a non-multiplayer person to play to it. pour 40, 50 hours of that last summer trying to go for that platinum yeah. and enjoyed every single second. Yeah, and it's such a different type of multiplayer experience as well because it isn't just about going after like power weapons. It's about creating the power weapon. Um and it was it was it, it was a really different type of multiplayer that I don't think anybody yeah really has done it, since the thing that i love about it and why i gravitated to playing it so much last year mm-hmm. was it rewards players for everything they do so you don't have to be the top kill person on the team right. you don't have to get the most kills whatever you can still get a ton of points by making materials patching up your teammate handing them grenades handing them smoke bombs like 
doing all these beneficial support things and equally getting as valued from a score ranking as much as you taking somebody out on the other team and whatnot. Like, do you want rewards everybody? Because they say that they want this, you know, the same level of ambition and quality of our signature story-driven games for this unique project. First, I think this is definitely Last of Us standalone multiplayer because it's not saying new IP. It's just saying yeah. standalone experience. And standalone, I think, is also key here. Um, so I definitely think this is factions. But what would you want the ambition to be? Like, do you want this to be somewhat of like a Red Dead online situation where you kind of get to role play? You get the map of Seattle right in front of you and you're just exploring that way? What would you want to see them kind of tackle? Ooh. I, know, I don't a good one. know. I don't know what I. I don't think I want a massive open world right. thing. Same. I don't. I don't want a battle royale Last of Us thing. I, I don't want that. <laughs> I, I, th- I think what they had. One hundred depressed factions. people fall into a yeah. city of Seattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, or like a small group of survivors, and everyone else are clickers. Oh my! And you oh, can only you mode? can only move, and you can only see the other players by clicking a button every so often to get the sound. Oh, oh, Kyle, that could be cool. I I don't know if I would play it, yeah. but like, dude, that'd I would be super cool. I would love like an infection mode, or even mm. you know what? What I what you really said there, like a group of survivors have it like Left for Dead, where one person is like the oh, mastermind. Yeah, yeah. Dropping all these things in there, uh, like mm-hmm. that would be that would be awesome. Like they're like a bloater they could play as or whatever. Like yeah, that is such a great idea, Kyle. I just I I really just want like I think it was like four four v four mm. infections. Yes, four or five, whatever. Four it was. or five, like, but I'm thinking it's four. Keep it small, yeah. Because when you keep it small with like if it is a Last of Us space multiplayer thing, mm-hmm. those fights are super important. Yeah. They are weighty. They are heavy. You have to plan your shots accordingly because you run out of ammo, you're screwed. That's true. Um, so I, I want to keep that kind of intensity to whatever this multiplayer thing is. But the more I think about it, the more I would love playing as a clicker and just seeing vibrations of players nearby. Mm. And you might have to buff you as a clicker. Right. Because like if you, if a player sees you from far away, like it's game over. If they have a sniper or, or a scope true. or something, that's true. But I trust Naughty Dog in making it Naughty Dog yeah. whatever it is. No, yeah, I I trust them with a multiplayer project. And my question here is like the level of standalone. Like, is this something that's going to be added on? Is this something that's like a PlayStation Plus perk? Is this a twenty dollar experience? Are they going to try to shove it out there with? The rumored Last of Us re- remake. The remake. Um, I, I, maybe that's the case for the Last of Us remake. I don't know. What 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 do you think this is? A free experience I, for for part two? Paid experience? I don't think it's free. Okay. I think because it, it 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 did grow beyond. I do think. Do you think that's a mistake it's if it's not free? free? No, I don't. Uh, the the reason why I don't is because. You and I are both on the same wavelength here. Mm-hmm. Some depends on the day I might switch back and forth, but Uncharted Lost Legacy is just as good or if better than Uncharted 4, yeah. and that was a DLC campaign thing that was tied to Uncharted 4 throughout whatever their season passing was, mm-hmm. but it was also standalone for like 40 bucks. 
Yeah. So I'm I'm totally fine if I to pay forty dollars for the standalone multiplayer thing on its own. Mm. Like it's I'm totally fine with that. I think whatever they do, they have to be careful about it. Because first off, I don't think this thing's still anytime soon. They're still hiring no. people for it. So I, I do think they probably will charge you, but I really want this to be a PlayStation Plus perk. Uh, to sure. get people in that in, in in the ecosystem and get people playing that game, um, and I'm kind of leaning on it'll probably be packed in with the remake to add value to it, um, and then can see that. offer like a standalone experience if they absolutely want to. But yeah, yeah that's I'm, if they that's if it's factions. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited it's nonetheless. Not, I'm excited nonetheless. I, I don't even think they need to have it on PS Plus. I'm totally honest. People oh. see a Naughty Dog multiplayer game, yeah. like with Naughty Dog's track record, I they can charge whatever they want, and people will probably buy it. I see. I, I I would agree with you, but like Lost Legacy didn't have the legs. I think they wanted to it to have. Um, and how much is that? Is because it wasn't Nate though. I mean that's true, but like we're not playing as you know any of the main characters again. Yeah, that's I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that's fair. So I, I think they they do have to be careful there, absolutely. But nonetheless, sure. I'm super excited for it. And uh, yeah, I don't think every like some people are like, do you think we see this at the next day to play? And I'm like, I don't. No, <laughs> absolutely not. This is yeah, I way far now out. that it, they've talked about it a little bit now. I think, yeah, I'm with you. We won't see it until maybe Game Awards earliest, sure. maybe later this year. It gives, because it also doesn't make sense to me. I think the multiplayer game that Firewalk Studios is making is farther along and closer than I think a lot of people are, are realizing. Okay, okay. So why have two sure. multiplayer things in the same kind of showcase that are only on your your platform? Yeah. So I'd be, because that Firewalk Studio game, if I'm not mistaken... The team formed around like 2018. Yeah, 2017, 2018. They, X Dev. They've been Destiny at it Dance, for yeah. a while. Yeah. So okay. that game's farther along than I think a lot of people realize. All right. Well, it's something to keep an eye out for sure. But Kyle, this next story. <laughs> this next story has me a whole bunch of emotions. Good, this, bad, all of it. Take it this away. This is going to be uh, me reading it, and then I'm just going to let Joe go. <laughs> <laughs> let me go. Let me off the This leash. comes... From Joe Scrabbles over at IGN. Battlefield 2042 officially announced coming in October. DICE has announced the much-rumored and repeatedly leaked Battlefield 2042, a near-future FPS set amid a worldwide ecological disaster. It will arrive on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, and Xbox One on October 22nd. Announced in a reveal stream today, the game features 128 player multiplayer matches on PC and new gen consoles, but remains at 64 players on PS4 and Xbox One. And builds environmental disasters into its matches, including sandstorms, tornadoes, and more. The first direct gameplay will be shown on June 13th. Alongside the expected new weapons, vehicles, and equipment, the game also introduces specialists named characters inspired by the traditional Battlefield classes but with added abilities, with 10 coming at launch. The game brings Battlefield's traditional conquest and breakthrough modes and will add Hazard Zone, a squad-based mode that DICE says is, quote, very different, end quote, to the existing modes, and another 
as yet unannounced new mode described as a love letter to Battlefield fans. EA is building live service elements into the game with seasons that push forward the narrative of the game and will include battle passes with free and premium tiers. The first year of the game will comprise four seasons, four battle passes, and four new specialists, among other additions. Kyle, 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 Kyle. I want to know your your thoughts. I'm a huge Battlefield fan. I've uh, been that way since Battlefield 2. You feel nothing about Battlefield. You're not a multiplayer I played, guy. No, I, I think I bought Battlefield 4, because I would think it was launched at PS4, yeah, I think. Yeah, broken at Played launch. it a little bit. Did not have a good time. Maps are too big. My team, I didn't talk to anybody, so it was real hard to do well in that game sure. and i was like whatever i'm done i played the campaign that had a campaign though i think yeah a very forgettable one. Oh, very forgettable. I, I played i played a little bit of it and i thought it was pretty cool but i'm not a huge like you said battlefield so player. this trailer did nothing for you because i was gonna ask no, is there no, anything that like piqued your interest got because they do oh, some yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. stuff here and some of you have some questions do. about before the show <laughs> So the the trailer is fantastic. Yeah. I think that is what if you are looking for a cool new multiplayer game to play, you want a trailer like this to sell you and look at all this cool stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of like the Twitch compilations of Twitch streamers pulling off these crazy moves, like hopping out of an ATV and letting it drive off a roof into a helicopter to explode it or popping out of a uh fighter uh Fighter jet, jet, yeah. With an RPG, yeah. shooting another fighter jet with the RPG, and as you're falling, grab onto your, yeah. your fighter jet, hop back in, and fly away. Now, like, you... if, is that going to be an actual thing yes. that I can do yes. in this game? So what if I told you that's a love letter to Battlefield 3? That move right really? there. So there was, there was a clip that went viral. I shared it out on Twitter of, like, this is what Battlefield is at its heart. When Battlefield knows what Battlefield is, it's a great game. Possibly one of the best shooters. And there was montages, I remember, all the time of people flying the jet, taking sniping people in out of the jet, or getting out of the jet, shooting people with a rocket launcher, hopping back in their jet. And so seeing that is like, gang, we hear you. We got you. That's awesome. Yes. I I appreciate that a whole lot. That's that's really cool, Dice. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for me... I, I looked at that trailer. First off, it's all CG, so yeah. we're not seeing actual gameplay. And that that's egregious use of Motley Crue's "Kickstart My Heart." Okay, well, we have differences there. I mean, I love the song. Okay. I love the song. Because they but also stop, use... give me little pieces, right. and then give me the the Battlefield score in between, and then a little bit more. I just play that song fully because that song's awesome. I see. For me, I'm like less of Motley Crue for the love of God, more the Battlefield <laughs> theme. And then when it like it finally hits you at the at the end of like dun 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 dun, I'm like, oh yes, we're in, we're in this. <laughs> like it's like the Terminator music. It's like Battlefield's like music is like just a note <laughs> different. Sure, yeah. a note away from a lawsuit with with Michael Bay. Um, but it's the vanilla ice thing. It goes exactly. So maybe vanilla ice wrote this one, but nonetheless. It's it's kind of showing you what this game's going to be about. So for me, as a huge Battlefield fan, this one hit me, resonated with me on all levels because I remember the montages of people shooting ATVs into helicopters. I remember 
helicopters colliding into each other because they're a bunch of dumb dumb idiots. I remember, yeah, like trying to do the the sniping from the sniping from the plane and then back out. I remember us doing that type of shit, Kyle. Is the the weather thing is new though, right? With the tornado and whatnot. So the weather, so everything is like the weather is not new. It's another okay. thing that harkens to Battlefield Three and Four, where there's a level where you're in the eye of a hurricane. So like when you first touch down on the island, it's all tropical, gorgeous, and then sometimes the storm starts coming in, and then it's just full on hurricane. Um, same oh, with cool. yeah, same with like. They Does teased. it affect bullets, like snipers who shoot? Oh, Will yeah. it affect the bullets? Oh, oh, that's yeah, really yeah. cool. That's nice. Um, and then, like, Levolution as well. That word that everybody makes. I know makes, that term. Everybody makes fun of it, term. but it's like, it's cool. I like it. I like it. Stop making yeah, fun of it. I know that from uh, Red Faction back in the day <laughs> in PS2. Yeah, exactly. Little hole in the wall. Sorry, Mike, Just do it. Me. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, that laugh almost killed me. But, like, yeah, like, in in um the Siege of Shanghai, I think, um you, you can explode a, a skyscraper. It... The dust will get all cloudy, blur sniper's view, and then just completely change the map. So, like, they teased that there with the hurricane or tornado, uh, with the missile launch, um, like, everything. And so, it was just like, we're throwing everything in the kitchen sink at you to get you the fond memories that is Battlefield uh, 2042. So, the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life writes in... He says, Battlefield 2, sorry, Battlefield 2042 is confirmed. My question is, what is your favorite feature from the reveal? Um, here's here's the thing, not so much the reveal itself, but the interviews afterwards. So the specialist class for me is the it's the biggest change to the battlefield ever. Because usually you have your classes, your medic, your engineer, uh, your sniper, recon, whatever. All of them do unique things. But they're also tied to the guns you like. So, like, snipers, you're, it's your recon class. For people that want to drop ammo, it's the, uh, it's the, um, the, what's it, what's it there? Support? Support, thank you. And they're pretty much tied to just light machine guns and some assault rifles. And then you got your medic, which is like you're throwing med packs around. Instead, what they do here is it's specialists. Specialists can carry any weapon they want into the field. It's more akin to that of like a Rainbow Six Siege kind of situation where they have different abilities. Like you have a medic which will shoot like healing darts and reviving darts at players. That's a specialist. You have a specialist that has a turret and when they're nearby, kind of like a Torbjorn in, in Overwatch, the turret has like special abilities when you're when you're nearby it. Um, all different types of just classes that blend well with what you want to do but you're not tied to that class because of the weapon you want to use so it adds an extra layer of freedom to your gameplay and that is the biggest thing because for me i'm usually a medic or a support depending on how much ammo i'm going through um because kyle i don't like to brag you put give me any gun any weapon in battlefield i am Uh tearing it up this is like (laughs) this is the this is my multiplayer game like I'm already awesome. pretty good at multiplayer. This is the one where I'm like 4KD. Like this is just me. I'm relentless. I'm like Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> that said, um, so the specialist class is a huge, huge up. And then the one thing with the 128 player multiplayer, huge. That's something we we thought we were gonna get with the PS4 era, but didn't. This is the maps are gonna be ginormous. 
even said yeah. it's going to be, I think, like five by eight. Like, it's going to be nuts, the size of these maps. Mm-hmm. And so you might say, and, and that's only to the cur- current gen, PS5, Xbox uh, series, and PC. If you're a PS4, Xbox, you're, you're stuck with the 64 um, and a smaller map. That said, with the 120-player map, it being so big, they have something called clustered multiplayer, which means you're going to have um, you're going to have different areas like towns, villages, uh, guerrilla-like warfare in the forests, and you're going to have different spawn points in those specific areas. So it's going to have a tighter control on multiplayer, and it's going to give people the ability to say, you know what, I don't want to be sniping, so I'm going to avoid the mountain areas i'm just going to try to rule the urban areas or i want to be a fighter jet and i just want to be in the air like it it, having those different areas means you could switch things on on the fly which is the third biggest thing you can switch not your weapon but your attachments to your weapon on the fly mid-combat so if you are doing really well and you totally took over an area you could go okay now with my let me just say my like my, my assault rifle, I'm going to have an ACOG scope instead of a holographic. Or like, I'm going to have double mags instead of a single mag. Like, it, you get to change it on the fly. There's so many things here, Kyle, to be absolutely excited about if you're a huge Battlefield fan like me. Like, this is, it's literally them saying, we hear you. For two games, we ignored you. We got <laughs> you here. This is everything you want. And so when I see people really complaining that it's a $70 game. So now people are finally realizing more publishers are saying, hey, guess what? It's 70 yeah. bucks now, and guess what? Yes, it's agreed. Yes, they're companies. They want to make money. Absolutely. I totally get it. EA is the worst. And I think EA gets the brunt of it because they have such a shitty reputation. I get that. At the same exact time, we've been used to this, right? PlayStation has their game. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to play Ratchet and Clank. It's a $69.99 game. I'm going to be buying it. Um, yeah. it, it, that, that said, I think a lot of people on the Xbox side really thought this is going to be on game pass and who knows, maybe, Could be. It, it, maybe on Sunday they, they tell us and you know, right. But now they're like, Oh, this is a reality. And I just see people just attacking the price because there is no campaign here in, in, in the sorts. They're doing what Warzone does and what Fortnite does, which is when they add a new operator or they'll change something in the level uh, to add story beats in the game itself. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> you know, I know it's not going to be a slap together asset thing like Warzone is. And not to say that Warzone is bad or anything, but I just know mm-hmm. for what I'm seeing here, it's definitely here's assets from Modern Warfare and uh, from the engine, and here they are. It's great either way. And it's not a platform like Fortnite is. So I totally understand them charging a normal fee for this. And as a battlefield fan, and I get it. There are some that like, I love the campaigns here. I literally, I I wrote this on Twitter. I've been saying all day that battlefield three never had a single player. I've put hundreds of hours into battlefield three. I mean, I bought it on 360 PS three PC hundreds of hours on all of them. I forgot there was a single player. That's how unforget. Like that's how forgettable it is. Unless you're bad Mm -hmm. company, you don't care. I'm sorry for the rant, but I really feel something. It, this is my game. Like, yeah. this is... So when when I hear people like, oh, there's no single player, so F it. 
I'm like, yeah, that's Battlefield's always been that way. Always been that way. And that's mm-hmm. when Battlefield's the best because you don't have to share resources with the single player team. Everybody's just trying to make the best multiplayer thing they can. And I dig it, man. <sighs> I, I feel like. That's my TED talk. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that we didn't have that same kind of. I hate using the word discourse, but we haven't had the discourse around. I believe Black Ops Four didn't have single right. player either. Yeah, it was all multiplayer stuff. I feel like it wasn't nearly as much as what I've seen online with this Battlefield thing with no campaign. Well, it, what it is is like Twitter people complaining, saying they're not going to buy it, and then a few weeks out before launch, people caving and then buying it anyway. Like yeah, that's what usually I, Twitter discourse is because it was the same crap with Black Ops. Sure. Yeah, and the the one thing I I, want to touch on is, as a non-Battlefield person, I think this game looks, again, all CG, we'll know more on Sunday. I have no doubt it's going to be a showpiece on Sunday. I I fully expect the gameplay gameplay to wow a lot of people. Um, It looks fun. It looks well worth your time and well worth your money. Mm. And I think the one thing that you, you mentioned, and I'm not saying... Everybody who uses Game Pass is like this, but that is the one thing that I really hate seeing is people getting kind of snobbish, not snobbish, like stuck up, entitled. Like I buy Game Pass, everything should be on Game Pass. Yeah. I shouldn't have to put pay anything else for any other game ever. I'm only playing things in Game Pass, like which is don't fine, be snobbish about it. But don't yeah, be a I dick about it. it. Like, yes, yeah. If you only want to play things on Game Pass, that's fantastic. That is a great value. What I get a little perturbed about it is when people are, again, using that word, being snobbish about it and be like, oh, I'm not spending any more money on that game. I really want to play it, but you know what? Nah. Yeah. If you, if you have a valid reason why money is tight, 100%. I get you. Yeah. I'm with you. I understand where you're coming from. The people that I am pointed at right now are the people that are just doing it to... Thumb Basically, flame on the fa- flame like the the, yeah. the fanboy thing and whatever, and just and like stop for, for the Xbox folks. I understand some people being burned because there have been rumors, and again, Sunday could change all sure. this. But like, sure, them saying, "Hey, this is coming to Game Pass," yeah, and people think like really buying into it and going, "Oh, what? It's not, but EA Play and and all this." And so, like, I understand that frustration, but yeah, I do see a lot of people just thumbing their nose at it and. You know, for us at the PlayStation side of things, I think we're used to it, and yeah. you're really just making the call whether it's, you know, the 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 campaign was that big of a deal to you, and sure. that's why. And to me, I don't really think it is. Just like when people, like mm-hmm. I've never heard people go, "Yeah, I bought a, a Call of Duty." And let me tell you something. That story, that story is the thing I'll yeah. remember. Like I really, it's loved always Modern like Warfare I had a fun story, time, but I don't remember it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I talked over you there, but like, yeah, it's the. It, it that's the same thing. Like I play Call of Duty for the campaign and dabbled in multiplayer every once in a while. I can't tell you one thing that's happened in a campaign in a Call of Duty game that I've played, other than Ghost having a dog. And <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I played a campaign that had Kevin Spacey in it. That's right. the only thing that I remember yeah. from any of those campaigns. Very fr- and I think there's a guy named Frank in one of them as like a reoccurring character. I think in the Black Ops world, sure. maybe yes. possibly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only other thing that I can recall. But like, <laughs> they are forgettable. They're yeah. fun popcorn 
kind of like movies, yeah. like where you just play for the action set pieces. Exactly. And honestly, watching this, I thought like this is Fast and the Furious with like military weapons. Yeah. It looked super fun. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And also for the people who are like, so there there is like a, a, a near future. It's like U.S. versus Russia, of course. Um, and then because, you know, 21 it's years game. now. Yeah, exactly. There's a there's like a, a a global conflict because of like uh, global warming, and people are like, "Well, is this political?" And then I'm like, "Can you just shut up? This is literally it's battlefield. Please stop." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. We just saw a guy exit out of a jet, shoot another jet with a rocket, enter into that jet. It's really not that serious. Please yeah. shut up. Can we? That's my rant, really, and I'm done. I'm done after this guy. I just want to really enjoy this talk game. About- and you absolutely should enjoy okay, that good. game, Joe. Love what you love. Thank you. Uh, that's what we preach on here. Love what you love. Block out the noise. Can we talk about the naming, though? Sure. What's going on with this Battlefield naming thing? It went from Battlefield 4 to Battlefield 1. Yeah. And now we're at Battlefield 2042. Uh, it's it's also an homage to 2042. There was a, there was a previous Oh, there was thing. already yeah, another. Yeah. Ah, so you could even consider okay. this like a soft reboot. But, ah, okay. You know, I take that back. Y- y- like saying, like you know, people get that fatigue of like, oh, this is the seventh battlefield, you know, that type of thing, or this is the eighth. I got you. Call of Duty this year. Where's that hardline too? You know what I'm saying? Uh, don't don't ask for things. <laughs> no, yeah, Kyle. Let's talk about things that are going to get us happy and not angry anymore. How about that? Let's do it. Sammy Barker over at Push Square writes: Insomniac devs say Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was made without crunch. Crunch has become a common point of controversy in the games industry, with titles like The Last of Us Part Two and Cyberpunk 2077 coming under scrutiny for the intense environments in which they're created. Many developers making high-profile games work long and difficult hours, which can result in health complications. However, despite releasing Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales just six months ago, a couple of Insomniac Games employees have noted that, Outside of the occasional late night, they didn't crunch on Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and enjoyed relatively steady and consistent work hours. It's worth noting that these are personal anecdotes and may not necessarily be representative of every single person on the team. Hmm. Game designer Grant Parker said, I'd appreciate people sharing this positive because it's important. Hashtag Ratchet PS5 is at 89 average score, and I can't speak for anyone on the team but myself, but I didn't crunch once. 40-hour weeks the whole time. And animator Lindsay Thompson writes, I didn't crunch once, entire production. A couple late nights here and there finishing something up, but completely crunch-free. It is possible. Team wellness lets the creativity flow free. Kyle, how does this make you feel, man? We talk about crunch all the time. Happy. Yeah, it's always on a negative light. It's like this this person didn't get to see their family for three years. It looks like these people got to see their families. Yeah, I it makes me so happy that they got to do what they love to do in making video games and not have to sacrifice anything in their personal lives. Yeah. They got to enjoy everything the way it's really meant to be for Everyone outside of video games and and inside of it, like I, I, that's what life should be, bar none, no no exceptions. Yeah. So seeing no crunch and seeing the from outside looking in, the quality of that Ratchet and Clank looks like. Bravo, Insomniac! I don't know how you've put out Miles 
and Ratchet, and even worked on like the the first Spider Man and Spider Man Remaster, Remaster yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all within like six months of each other. You are magicians, wizards, even. I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> how you did it. Yeah, but bravo. Honestly, good. I think Ted Price is still over there, right? Yeah, Ted Price is over there. Ted Price. Bravo, Bravo to man. you, sir. Yeah, Way to create a fantastic studio. I think what I love the most seeing about Insomniac and their culture is they're, they're really on a high note right now. And seeing everybody just kind of championing their work and their the culture that is Insomniac, it's really awesome to see, man. It's really yeah. awesome to see people lose themselves in the excitement that is a video game and to know oh yeah nobody had yeah. to work extreme overtime to make this possible also makes my heart sing a little bit it's, it's seeing possible. the what day was it friday or saturday mm-hmm. the ratchet twitter thread of them pulling in other universes stuff in in PlayStation lore and outside of it, actually, mm-hmm. and having that lead to the reveal of the Rhino 8 being a weapon that yeah. pulls in other items from other PlayStation franchises into the world as a weapon. That's like, you could drop crazy. a Thunderdraw from Horizon. Yeah. The There was even a Sunset Overdrive one. The Sly Cooper one yeah. blew PlayStation Twitter out of the water, oh, yeah. and everyone's super excited about it. So, like, and in turn, their developers... Like Naughty Dog and Sucker Punch, all just like celebrating Insomniac and yeah. in celebrating that this game's released. I that's what I love about the PlayStation Studios. Yeah, is they're all they all have each other's back. They all champion it. They all are loving it. It's it's like that everywhere. But like PlayStation does a really good job of every studio rooting for the other one. At least just, outside if, looking in, they, they do a good job It feels job like that, a family. Yeah. Like, they're all just, like, happy for, yeah. for what they've accomplished. Like, it's yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, and, and shout out to the people, the, the PR folks over there. They've yeah. done banger of a job. Yes! Dave, put it on the board. Go sit banger again. <laughs> Dave, don't you dare. <laughs> um, you know what? There should be a jar. It's kind of like a cursed jar, but it's with that word and every time. Every, you know what? Yeah. When we get closer, I'm going to say it right now. Okay. And people listening, people in the Discord, on Twitter, you hold me to it. Okay. During the month of whenever we do Extra Life, mm-hmm. every time banger comes out of my mouth or Joe's mouth, I will put $5 in a little jar Ooh. and then whatever is in that jar at the end of that month extra life month we'll donate to extra life well maybe just a dollar because you love saying this word that's true <laughs> i don't want you to I, go, I might go broke exactly i might go exactly. broke <laughs> more ratchet and clank news kyle we're not even done yeah. here yet man no uh the review roundup so games radar plus gave it a 100 it feels, it feels as though Insomniac's writers have taken their cues from more, more recent Marvel movies, managing the tricky balancing act of cartoon mayhem and emotional payoffs. It made me a casual Lombax fancier, more invested in the series than ever before, and hoping we get to see a lot more of the fabulous foursome soon. IGN gave it a 90. Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart is a stunner. It not only gives the latest generation of consoles a game that looks as beautiful as the improved tech promised, but it's also a fantastic experience to play. Insomniac has been around the Ratchet & Clank block plenty of times before, but Rivet, Rivet and other new characters add so much charm, wit, and heart to a franchise I've loved for most of my life. Uh, 
that's coupled with series best action platforming gameplay and incredible art and sound design across the board. Rift Apart may not be the biggest adventure around, but its big heart, wild weapons, and incredible detail easily make it one of the most memorable of the year so far. And the Washington Post gave it a 70. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is like a 20 hour plus fireworks display. It is pure spectacle. Cascades of riotous colors wrapped around polished gameplay tropes. So overall, very, very good. Sitting at an 89, which is fantastic. Fantastic. Um, now, here's the thing. This is another phrase I think needs to go. But Jedi Master Ren writes in, Nip check for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Kyle. How excited are you? Feel it? Feel it out? I feel, feel like breeze. I can break into Fort Knox. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like I can cut through it. Yeah, I just... I I could cut through any bars right now. Okay, right? You can't you can't hold me back yeah. with my current nip check level. <laughs> um, I'm so ready for Friday, man. Mm-hmm. I I know it's gonna be crazy because it's during E3 time. Why release this game during E3? Uh, man, insanity. Yeah. But I'm so excited to fully see what the ps5 can do yes. returnal also showed off i think in a very great way and i love what returnal did yeah but putting returnal next to ratchet in terms of like visuals mm-hmm. is not even close i feel like okay. um so i'm i'm very 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 excited to play ratchet and clank on friday and i'm i'm so happy for the team insomniac for their hard work paying off yeah and with that said uh we will be streaming the first few hours of Ratchet and Clank at 1 p.m. EST time over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Link in the description. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it. We again, our interview with Brock is going to be towards the what you've been playing portion, but he's it's nothing but praises out of him. Cloudside writes in with how good games like Demon Souls, Returnal, Ratchet and Clank, Horizon Forbidden West look, and not to mention how smooth and fast they are slash will be, I'm really excited to see what studios can do with the PS5. If this is the quality in the first year, what can we expect in two or three years time? Thank you for the question, oh, Cloudside via Discord. Um, Great question. That's what I think about when I've looked at the gameplay. And talking to Brock as well, that's one of the things he says is like, you know, again, in 20 plus minutes, we'll hear about it. But he says something along the lines of like, if this is what we have to look forward to, this is just the beginning. This generation is going to be real special. And so that's, yeah, I'm, I don't know, man. Sky's the limit. If things are as good as what they sound like with these reviews, I'm all in, man. I'm all in. I think a good comparison is, um... I think we mentioned this on the show, but like, go back and if you own these games, play a launch PS4 game. Yeah, any game. For for the one I like to use is go pop in Assassin's Creed Black Flag on PS4, mm-hmm. boot that up, and then flip over and put in Valhalla or Odyssey, and just see just how different they feel, they look. They sound like when you look at a, a launch PS4 game like Killzone, for for example, or maybe even Infamous Second Son. That's a great one. Yeah. When you use Infamous Second Son put next to Ghost of Tsushima, a Sucker Punch game, like the quality has 
going up. Yeah. And not to mention what Last of Us Part Two did yeah. on a PS4. Like, I, if that's what can happen on a PS4 and what we're already seeing on a PS5, the the sky's the limit. I have no idea. Yeah. What the next iteration can be in video games to make it even to push that envelope even even further. I just graphics are already pretty. Games already <laughs> look gorgeous. Yeah. They sound great. Well, what is the next thing? I really do think it is the lack of loading and seeing what when we sure, get out yeah. of these cross gen games, what how the design are actually going to change. Um, because looking at what some of the things you could do in Ratchet is absolutely mind blowing. Absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, Kyle. PlayStation's not gonna be at E three. It saddens me. We talked before the show. I was like, is PlayStation gonna have a show this year? I definitely <laughs> I think so. so. I hope so. I buy I think it's like sometime in July, I'll be real with y'all. Um But that said, everybody has E three predictions. And unless you're Sean Capri, you should kind of almost ignore all of them. Because it's the same old thing. Like, what do we want to see from Ubisoft? Splinter Cell, guess what? Never gonna happen. What do we want to see at Xbox? I don't know. Master Chief running around shooting things with a gun. That's going to happen. You know what I mean? All these things. What, what do you want to see from Nintendo? Uh, a, a platformer. Like, you're going to get that there. Metroid? <laughs> yeah. Never. Like, not going to happen. Now, we're going to be covering everything at, at E3, all the main events, at least. Like I said, Thursday, Summer Game Fest kickoff. Saturday, Ubisoft Forward. Sunday, Xbox Bethesda Square Enix. And Tuesday, we're going to be covering nintendo so though playstation won't be there we definitely will uh which is the only one we're not doing live so people know exactly yeah no which one are we not doing live oh no i think we're doing all of them live even the xbox one yeah why not okay yeah captain logan's gonna be there with us it's gonna be great sure um that said kyle what i want to do is something a little different it's what your expectations are for the c3 Let's start there. What's your expectations for E3 in general this year? Are you thinking a smaller show? Are you thinking because of the global panorama, as a good friend Jose likes to say, um, yeah. we're not going to see anything big happening here? Or do you think, no, just because you know the global panorama is here doesn't mean we're not going to see some amazing stuff? Where, where, where um, are you at? I think my for the first time my expectations are set in a very reasonable level. Ooh, okay. I it, part of that is because there is no word on a PlayStation show and they're not at E3 yet. Yeah. So the the, the hype inside me is not boiling to to a tipping point yet. But I think I I think I'm going in having a few things that I would love to see and even if I don't I'll be okay. Mm. Because I think there's going to be so many other announcements that they'll build on top of each other to make a cumulative good showing. Yeah. Just not. I I don't think it's going to blow my socks off. Okay. Um. But I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the rest of the fall holiday release looks like. Because as of right now, it's it's slowly getting, getting there with Battlefield and Far Cry Six. Like Dying it's, Light 2, maybe sure. Horizon, who knows? Hopefully Horizon, but yeah, it, it's slowly building to that point, yeah. but I'm just waiting for the dominoes to fall, yeah. and I think we will get that at, with some of these on this upcoming weekend. Absolutely, and and that's where I'm at, too. I think I'm, I'm at a very reasonable level. I think it's like, uh, you know, I think Ubisoft even, I, I like how everybody's, like, 
putting out the teams that aren't going to be there. So like Ubisoft's like, hey, go take a look at what's now, I think, uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, which was, I think, yeah. quarantine before. Um, it's now Rainbow Six. Six gameplay. Yeah, we're going whatever. to see you. We're going to show you gameplay there. We're going to give you some Valhalla updates, kind of setting the 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 ground of like, here's what you can expect. Don't I, I like? I really don't think don't expect anything too crazy um, out of any of these big events. I I think a 40 minute show for each of them is a is a victory on itself. Uh, yeah. That said, my though my expectations are are leveled, like for Summer Games Fest. What even is it? Is it just that kickoff? Like they're trying to like, you know, latch their way on to like, oh no, the Ubisoft Forward events as Summer Game Fest. Ooh, oh, actually the Xbox events, ours. Like, and at the same time, E3 is like, no, they're ours, this is ours. And it kind of feels like Summer Game Fest is kind of being overshadowed. Which goes against our, yeah, going, our, our, our theory before of like, Jeff Keighley knows what he's doing, but like, does he really though? You know, has he, has he been able to make a big impact? I don't think so. Yeah, it's it is a little weird, mm-hmm. but also I I also am now thinking that maybe they took too much of a revision of what last year was. Sure. Where I think last year everyone everyone's big complaint was there's so much for a, such a long prolonged period of time that this year Jeff kind of sh- shoved it all into like a pretty much one showcase. Yeah. And then trying to sponsor these other already things mm-hmm. to be a part of it. So it's very I feel weird. like there's, I feel like maybe next year it'll be a little bit more, it'll find its groove and, and where it's comfortable. But honestly, like without me sitting down to with you today and going over the schedule, it doesn't feel like summer game fest is tomorrow. Yes. Like I'm not, I'm not going to go to bed thinking, Oh, can't wait. Summer game fest. Nothing yeah. is, the only thing that's making me excited is because that PlayStation logo mm-hmm. is part of that Summer Game Fest. Which thing. means it has not to be. Free, it, it has to be. Their event has to be soonish. Because yeah. if they say, hey, it's more like a couple weeks, not a month, I definitely think it's late June, early July. We're going to see that. Unless, unless Jeff got them to have something in the kickoff show. Mm, maybe. I possibly, but nice. I. I I'm excited because I love these kind of shows. I love that tomorrow is a two-hour show, or, or excuse me, Thursday, June 10th is a two-hour show, the kickoff, yeah. um, including Day of the Devs, which highlights really dope indies, and I'm super excited what Double Fine and I am 8-Bit have, are doing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just, I'm, once that hits, though, I'll probably be like, all right, give me more. I'm ready. Right. And then you, you have that whole, like, Thursday's kickoff live. Friday, there's like nothing. Ratchet. I mean, yeah. the game, yeah, yeah, Ratchet and whatnot. But we'll like, as far as it. like a, like a, uh, like a press conference or yeah. showcase or something, there's something going to be there. Now let's go into the individual events, just real, real fast. What? Sure. What is your expectations for the Ubisoft show? Is this like from from the least excited to mid to like your your? This is this is my uh. priority list. Where where's your expectations for Ubisoft? Your excitement, and what do they need to show you to get excited, or do to get you excited? Ubi is actually pretty low this year, mm-hmm. um, because like I don't think they're going to show off a new Assassin's Creed. They're not going to show off a new Watchdogs. We just got two new games. Mm-hmm. The only 
do we see Beyond and Good and, Good and Evil two no. again? No, I think that um, gets canceled. I think that gets oh, just done. Uh, one of the main guys is up and left. He's like, I'm gonna go save the the climate because that sounds like an easier <laughs> thing than this. You know. Um, the only thing that would get me excited, and they've already said like they're gonna show more like yeah. mythic quest stuff in there. <gasps> really? Oh, I'm I believe so there's excited. some mythic quests being showed up. Oh, I'm such the a stand for that I'm, show now. <laughs> the one thing that I'm looking forward to is hopefully that Prince of Persia remake looks better than the first time. They already said that I ain't gonna be here. Then I have no expectations <laughs> whatsoever for this show. I love you so much. <laughs> I, I mean, they usually are good by having like one big like surprise yeah. at E three. Yeah. So maybe that surprise, like Gods and Monsters, which was Immortals, was Monsters. a surprise. Steep was a surprise. Yeah. Riders was Riders Republic last year's surprise. Yes. Or was that like? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Post E three, yeah. one of the forwards or whatnot. But I don't know. I'm. I'm not a siege person or Same. Rainbow Six person, so extraction is not singing to me. And we know what Far Cry is going to be. So it's- again, I think this is like we're showing you stuff that is coming out this holiday and in March. Like a holiday is Far Cry in March is like you know I keep wanting to say Parasite because it sounds cooler, but extraction. Yeah. Um, and I'm right there with you. I think this is going to be a smaller show. I think you're going to probably see a Nintendo thing like. Um, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle 2 because that game is better Hell than yeah. Mario Odyssey and I'll die on that hill because it's the right opinion. Uh, <laughs> it's also on sale. Yeah. For five in bucks. In the Ubi store right now for five bucks. Five smackers, dude. So you might have something on there. Yeah. Like, hey, go play this first one because the new one's coming. Uh, the the There's two things that they can do. Go for it real quick. Ubi Arts. They bring back Ubi Arts. Mm-hmm. Um, the Valiant Hearts kind of games, sure. or, or, or or Child of Light. Two, give me a new Rayman game. Ooh. It's been too long. A Rayman game would be hype. Yeah, but that's it. Uh, let's get to the next one. Yeah, it's our frenemies over at Xbox Bethesda. Bethesda left yeah. us, but you know what? We're doing so fine without them. You know, we got into shape. So we're on. We're on. We're on the apps. You know? We're clinging on to Deathloop and Ghostwire. Yeah, we, you know, we're doing so great. We're doing so great. Not even jealous. Good for you. <laughs> Good for Is you. It- <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the new TikTok uh, trend? I, that song. I don't know. I'm Olivia not Rodrigo. Um, Kyle, where's your expectations for this? We're a PlayStation show, so it sucks, right? It's this PlayStation, is the so show. This is, you're not PlayStation. This is this is Mortal Foe. I should hate this. <laughs> this is the show I'm looking most forward to. Same. Um. They have so much that they can show to really absolutely crush E3. Yeah. And, and really show the Xbox um, player base why they bought into a Series X and Series S and Game Pass to get all these experiences on their ecosystem. I think they're going to absolutely crush it. And I'm fully expecting to finally understand what Starfield is. <laughs> I am fully yeah. behind just a title image. I am so ready to see possible gameplay, some sort of deep dive into what we're doing. Is it this Mass Effect clone type of game that I so badly want? Um, I think that's going to steal the show for sure. Uh, a little other thing that would make me really happy is just see an, in the Indiana Jones game. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's still way too far right. off. So. I'm keeping. I'm keeping. That's the show that's helping. That's uh, testing my patience to keeping my yeah. 
my hype levels down. Yeah, for me, uh, I just want to see more Halo. I know it yeah. was a PlayStation show. I should hate it, but it is my most anticipated game this year. Uh, it's this in Horizon. Um, and I I understand the lore of, of the Master Chief. I understand who's behind that helmet, but I don't believe it. I do think there's just a chubby Hispanic kid underneath that helmet. It's a little <laughs> Joe from the past. Um, oh, yeah. So I just want to see that. I want to see the the beta stuff, and yeah, I want to I want to get excited for our friends over at like the Xbox Drive and Xbox Expansion yeah. Pass, right? They, you know, they've been on just such a positive momentum that this is their moment to really knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. That being said, my expectations still for this event, though it's my most excited one, still really low because I know what this year is and 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 what we're still going through, and you know it's. It's taken a lot of time. It's taken, I know a lot of mocap has just been done for the past year. So I I do think this is a smaller-ish show, like 40 minutes for Xbox, 40 minutes for Bethesda. Seems like it's we're going to just see enough to get you excited. And I'm not expecting to see like Perfect Dark or anything like that there. I'm just really, my expectation is like, we're going to see more Battlefield. We're going to see Halo. We're going to understand what Starfield is. Forza, probably. Forza. Yeah, and it's in Mexico. Come on. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I want to walk away from the Xbox show having myself really struggle with spending money I don't have for a Series X. Yeah. I want them to make that wait even more miserable because I am <laughs> waiting for something sure. like Halo, really. So, I'm, I'm really at the end of that show, live on, on Twitch, if everyone's watching along with us. You might see me try to purchase one immediately after the show. Who knows? <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> Kyle, where's... Okay, you're a big weeb. <laughs> How dare you out me in front of everybody? So, like, Square Enix, what do you think? Hell yeah. This is my second most anticipated one mm-hmm. for a uh, multitude of reasons. Um, are we getting that Final Fantasy Origin game that it's going to play like a Souls, a Souls game? Are we going to get FF7 Remake 2? Do you just throw your phone across the yeah, room? Yeah, it's driving me mad, Kyle. <laughs> it landed <laughs> on my bed. Did you throw it on your bed? Yeah, 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 oh, okay. Yeah. I got worried because I thought... I thought you just thought... chucked it against the wall. <laughs> no, I thought the throw was a little bit too strong. I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. I do have Apple <laughs> here, here, but uh-oh. It landed on a pillow. It's fine. It just it um, kept on buzzing behind me. and I'm like, I'm going crazy here. Oh, Sorry. I gotcha. I gotcha. And that's not uh, like yeah, a brand I'm... of me being popular. It's just like people in DMs need to shut up while I'm doing chat. <laughs> I'm excited to hopefully see some more Final Fantasy stuff. Yeah, I would love a Final Fantasy Classics like Crystal Collection of FF one through six, um, all together. The big one though mm. that actually has me very excited is Idos Montreal is unveiling a brand new game. Apparently, it's um, Guardians of the Galaxy. If it's that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. If it's a new Tomb Raider, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I'm very I, – I love what they do over there with those kind of games. Yeah. Avengers was a stumble. Uh, if a lot of people really hate it, I think it's a decent thing. Um, also, I want to see how cool Black Panther looks in Avengers. All right. So Square, Square Enix has a lot of excitement. Do you think they're going to shadow drop Spider-Man? Too. No. I think that would have been part of the the roadmap, the last Avengers uh, roundtable thing. Mm. Okay, okay. For me, I don't have much excitement for the Square Enix thing. I would just want to see what Final Fantasy Origins is. Do we see more Final Fantasy 16 and then 
Yo, it gets delayed till 2022 because no one thought that's coming out this year. You can't even fool me that it is. I don't even believe it's in 2022. You gotta be out of your mind. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna see more partnerships with PlayStation here, and I think this is why PlayStation isn't gonna be here. It's because like really don't have to. I I think they they have yeah. so many partnerships that it's just like Square kind of feels like a PlayStation one. Um, sure. So, yeah, I don't have any expectations here just to see a couple of, um, you know, JRPGs. But I'm trying to get into it. I got Persona 5R, Royale, which we're talking about in a sec. So, like, you know, I'm trying my best. I'm, and, and Scarlet Nexus, oh, my God, so good. Um, I know if, not Square Games, but, like, I'm trying to get into yeah. the Japanese scene, yeah. If Square Enix, a couple of years, well, what was it, a couple, two years ago, mm-hmm. Joe After Work was with us. Yep. For the Square Enix show, and they unveiled Final Fantasy VIII, and we both lost our minds. <laughs> the remastered thing that can happen okay. for me this show if they finally bring Star Ocean Two over here in the West for us to play. Is that a Square on game? PS Five. It is a Square Enix game. Okay. It uh it already exists on PlayStation Fours in Japan. It is the only Star Ocean game that you can now not play here. It was a PS One game. It had a PSP remaster. It just never got put on current consoles over here in the West. It is one of, if not my favorite RPG of all time. I have many fond memories of the game. There's over 40 endings, Joe, to that game. Um, it's beautiful. I mm. love that game. I want to play it. Mm-hmm. So please, Square Enix, please. Yeah. You want me to re-download Avengers? You put Spider-Man, you shadow drop him there. Bam. Done. You want me to get excited? You show me Final Fantasy Origins. You know, yeah. Sh- show me, show me that stuff. Babylon's in, Fall too. And yeah, in uh, the the Guardians game, I want to see that. I watched Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy last night with my brother. I forgot how great that movie is. Oh, so so good. good, so good. What happened to that sequel? Last but not least, the the ones we're covering, we go with Nintendo happening here kyle what is happening over at nintendo are we getting more just (sighs) tom nook's gonna come out it's like you owe me money i'm gonna say no on the switch pro okay i'm gonna say we'll see a couple more title screens sure and that's it i'm really hoping for a new donkey kong game like tropical freeze let's stop pretending donkey kong's good you need to shut your Let's mouth. Let's just stop pretending. I'm not that. a Nintendo person at all, but I love me a good Donkey Every Kong time when people are like, oh, Donkey Kong's the best, I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. Tropical mm. Freeze is one of the best games of all time, platformer-wise. Mm. Stupid. Dumb, filthy Joe, eight. you know what? I think you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what's... And it's just a big question mark for me. Um, like, they have a lot of surprises that, sure. like, a lot of things that they've announced... That we can finally see, like Bayonetta 3 and Pikmin 4 and Metroid Prime 4, Metroid You know what, I'll say, let's get get Metroid Prime in there. I think those dorks need a win. They absolutely need a win. They need a win. And also, for for Mike, my 6-1 Indie uh, co-founder and and friend to Joe and Mm -hmm. I, where's Star Fox? He needs a new Star Fox thing. That's good. (laughs) That's not going to happen. It's not, but... <laughs> Nintendo's burned me for the last oh. gosh dang time. What? I'm sorry. Are you not excited at the prospect of seeing Splatoon 3? Oh, fuck me. You know what? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> sorry. Splatoon 3 is the only thing I right? really care about at Nintendo. Show me that. It's like showing me the face of God. You know, that's the best franchise that Nintendo's made in recent years. Yeah. 
and uh, I'll stand by that. It's it's Splatoon two. Here's here's something crazy I'll say. Splatoon two is the best Nintendo Switch game, and it's not even close. There you go. That's a fact. <laughs> I'm not even touching that one. Okay. I I'm not qualified there. Uh, who's the Smash character going to be if they have one? Master Chief, because then Joe will actually life's complete. I could sure. I, I could Thanos stare into the sunset and say, <laughs> "Life's good here," you know. Sure. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I would love. I think they have one more spot. Mm-hmm. I think there's one left. I could be completely wrong. Give it to Waluigi. He deserves it. No. Why is he nine smash? We can get that point stash out of my. It's a family. This is a family event. If Wario is there, Waluigi needs to. Those be there. are actually okay. Real. I know the PlayStation <laughs> show, show. Trust me, we'll get back to PlayStation in a second. Wario and Waluigi are the worst abominations of characters. <laughs> In, I think, video games. And I hate them. I hate that they're just a parody of Mario and Luigi. And they should, it's just awful. Famous Seamus has predictions. He wants to share them. And he's the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my whole entire life. So we're talking about it. He says, my sw- my Smash Brothers Ultimate character would be Warrior Sub-Zero. That would be dope. I want to see a murder. <laughs> Give me a Scorpion. Yo. Stab Luigi in the chest and pull him over. Yeah, get get over here to Mario <laughs> up on a higher platform. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Persona 5 or other Persona games coming on other platforms like Xbox Game Pass. I don't think that's happening. We'll it, get uh, a teaser. I believe Persona 5 was listed in Korea for Xbox. That's nah, fake. We'll get a teaser for Spider-Man and Marvel's Avengers. Hades will come to other platforms. Yes, it will be a limited edition that comes with an art book, statue, and other goodies. Ooh. Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, Part oh. 2 teaser. Yes, please. You got me all hot and bothered yeah. over here, Famous Seamus. Nate writes in. Here's my predictions. Activision is done with Tony Hawk. And an announcement happened here about Tony Hawk 3. Whether a separate game or DLC, Deathloop stays console exclusive for a year, but launches on PC and Game Pass on release. There will be a new Persona game shown, a spinoff, probably a fighting game. But if I got a Persona 5 carding, I wouldn't complain. Let's do it. (laughs) New Killer Instinct in development by In Exile on 2022, uh, coming to all platforms, including PlayStation. Okay, okay. I can see that because of the Evo buy. Let's see, let's see. That's fair. Uh, the final two Smash Brother characters announced in the Nintendo Direct are one of them is Ratchet and Clank. Wow. Lasting on the screen, Rivet will be the skin. If God is real. Oh my God. If aliens are, are now proven to be real, let's do it. Blast. That's awesome. Yeah, let's go. Ratchet and Clank. Cool. Let's freaking go. But you know what, Kyle? That's our E3 hopes and dreams. Got nothing too crazy. But are you holding on to something? Yes. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals dropping into the trophy room store. We're still doing our pride merch. Make sure. Link down below. We got all types of shirts. Look at this, Kyle. Look at this. I got a surprise sticker for the trophy room. I don't know where I'm going to put this sticker, but it's awesome. It's actually really great quality. We have all all sorts of stuff on the store all going to... Uh, if I can get the, if I can, there you go. Trevor, Trevor Project. Project. Jesus, the biggest brain fart in history. Um, they do some amazing work. They help educate folks. They help supply a uh, support groups for, uh, LGBTQ youth, uh, including suicide hotlines, because though we've made great progress, there's still so much more to do. Kids are awful. Sometimes kids don't have 
the best uh, home situation. They need our help more than ever. I remember being in high school. Again, kids could be really mean. And kids could be hiding some pain. So make sure, go over to our store. Buy a shirt. Buy something. It goes to a great cause. Or just straight up donate to the Trevor Project. So go do that right now. No, no guilt, but a little bit of guilt if you don't do it. Uh, via Gamatsu, here are the games that are dropping onto the PlayStation Store front. We have Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade launching worldwide. We got Guilty Gear Strive on the PlayStation 5 PS4 launching worldwide. Ninja Gaiden Master Collection on PS4 launching digitally worldwide. And then Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart launching worldwide. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention Chickaroody! Uh, the indie little darling paintbrush game. Chicory, a colorful tale. There you go. That looks awesome, actually. Yeah. And the PlayStation Double Discount on PSN lasts until uh, June 23rd. There's some <laughs> incredible <laughs> titles on there for very cheap. Uh, Civ uh, 6, 20 bucks? Let's go. Yeah. I might get that. Uh, Real fast. That is for PS Plus. <clears throat> you right. get double the discount if you're a PS Plus owner. Excuse me, by the way. Very um, God of War is only ten bucks if you haven't gotten God of War yet. Mm. Mortal Kombat Ten is six dollars. Uncharted Four is fifteen. Um, Far Cry Five is thirteen bucks. Far Cry New Dawn is thirteen. So much. Like there, tons of Metroid Exodus Gold Edition for twenty five dollars. Hitman Two for twenty four. Uh, yeah, there's there is a ton here. So go give it a look. Buy some stuff for very cheap. Take uh, take advantage of this double discount when, when they do it, because there's some great things. Watch Dogs 2 Deluxe Edition for $16. <laughs> You're just reading the sales now. You're just yeah. like, I might buy this. 80% <laughs> off. That game is $80. Right. 80% off. 16 bucks for, damn, South Park Listen, games are on sale. The drop's over, Kyle. It's now time to prepare the Sony Pony Express. that's right that's right you can send your questions in via the trophy room discord or you could add us at ps trophy room on twitter you can send us your questions for the show we'll read them out to you and answer them on the show accordingly tpr writes in we saw insomniac go, go on a tirade on twitter the past few days with the ratchet and clank takeover stuff the most shocking appearance from those tweets was Sly Cooper, in my opinion. And they added Sucker Punch in that post, too. Do you guys think this reinvigorates a new Sly Cooper game that would start development soon, or do you just think it's a PR move uh, for some in-game weapons slash gaining fans' attention? I think it could be both, especially with Sunset Overdrive being referenced in those tweets, uh, key, key, uh, keying a possible Porter sequel. So I can tell you for a fact, this is just the PR people have a fun. No, Kyle, you don't think so. You don't think so. Okay, go for it. Tell me. The day before the tweets, PlayStation announced that at GameStop, there will be a PlayStation-branded Sly Cooper Funko Pop. Why bring that back if there is not something in the works? You done? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's it? That was your big thing? They got a Funko Pop? That's my big thing. Yeah, dude. Why else would they bring Sly Cooper back? It's been dead for a very long time. They got, dude, they got Golden Girls Funko Pops. You're going to tell me the bringing. What the hell is Golden Girl? Oh, the, the, the TV sh- the show. The TV show. 
I thought you were t- talking about like a yeah. video game character. No, Golden Amy Girl. talks about him all the time. I'm like, I don't get. I, I'm Blanche. Apparently, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. But when you look at the PlayStation line of Funkos, they're usually tied to games that are either coming out right. or have special interests. Honestly, and I know this is not the the question, but Rihanna Reeves uh, on Twitter uh, talked about like why hasn't there been an Astro? bought one yeah with like all yeah. different like i'd buy a bloodborne one in a second are you kidding me absolutely like geez. do they not have a bloodborne hunter and funko pop no they have like a totaku um uh, oh, but it's yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. not the same because it's a totaku but it's up there That's you can fair. see it and it's been 2269 days so why not 69 Boom. days I, you couldn't make this up if you if you tried to 69 days is that what you said yeah 2,269 days since the launch. June 9th? Is what? Are you kidding me? I know. 69 everywhere? Ooh. Uh, what? <laughs> especially since Sunset Overdrive. Let me get to that one. That one's never happening. I think it's just that one, it's dead. And it hurts me as much as it hurts you. Um, no, I, I, this is just PR. I don't think anything. I would love that to happen, but at the same time, like, just give me Ghost of Tsushima too. That's it. And I'll say, and, and I'll hear nothing else of it. V. Pelosi writes, here's a question for you, my friend. So far, who do you think takes Game of the Year, Returnal or Ratchet and Clank? I want to make this a, a topic for the summer months as, you know, news gets a little dry, drier. But for what I'm hearing so far, and what we'll hear later on, Ratchet and Clank seems like it's it. Um, so, yeah, that's what I think. Oh, what do you think? Uh, until I play Ratchet, I don't know what to say about that. Are you okay? I just hiccuped and I thought I just saw God. <laughs> She's beautiful. Oof, Jesus. Sorry. Because, like, please, <laughs> please don't clutch your chest and your eyes go wide. I literally just completed my CPR course, but that does nothing when you're hours away from me. <laughs> I can't do it over the over Discord. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I just hiccuped. All it right. caught me by surprise. Thank God. Um, I haven't played Ratchet yet, so I can't make that comparison, obviously. Returnal is clearly up there in the number one spot for me, mm-hmm. but I think that grind that we both went through with Returnal has really soured me a bit on that. Yep. So it's up for the taking, whether it's Ratchet or it could be a third party thing yeah. that comes out of nowhere. Like Hitman Three is really good for me. Treated me well. There's a there's a rumor that Friday we're getting a, a shadow drop of Jedi Fallen Order PS5 upgrade oh. just happening on Friday. So I mean, old game, but like would be dope. Best Star Wars game. <laughs> Awesome. Dave writes in with the successive Mass Effect trilogy. I'm thinking we may see other collections announced from the era of gaming. I'm hearing rumors of a Dead Space trilogy. Now that's happening. What dream collections? And I'm saying it because it is happening. Like I have no inside source, but if you say it enough, it will happen. Uh, what dream collections would you like to announce? Uh, Kyle, I'm also hoping a, for a Resistance collection. But I won't hold my breath. So what other collections would you want? I'm hoping for a Dead Space collection or Infamous game collection. Uh, again, let's just say it with me, Kyle. Three, two, one. Dead Space trilogy collection. <laughs> You're not saying it, Kyle. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going. Oh, okay. Dead Space trilogy. Let's go. Sure. Just one and two. We can make like three never existed. Kyle, what do you think? 
I'm trying to think of another collection other than the ones Dave mentioned around that time. I would love, like I mentioned, that Final Fantasy collection. I would love an EA Big collection of SSX and NBA Street and NFL Street and all those kind of things. Yeah. That'd be stellar. But around the Mass Effect era, what collection of games? I know there's probably one glaring one that I just can't put together right now, but... I would say Crisis, but we are getting Crisis. Yeah. I feel like most of them yeah. we have gotten already. Fair. The ones that I really want. And obviously, Infamous is up there for me. I might blurt something out later when okay. it comes to my mind. Okay. But, but right now, yeah. just Dead Space. Please make it be Dead Space. Sure. I command it. Jadis Von Metal writes in via Discord. I probably missed out. No, 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 you didn't, Jadis. Don't you dare. But in case I didn't, with the recent-ish news that God of War Ragnarok and GT7 are coming to the PlayStation 4, do you think this is still would ha- have happened if there wasn't shortages of PS5s? Thanks, and game on homies. What up, what up? <laughs> um, I think that's a great question, <laughs> and I don't think they would. No. I think what people don't realize, like, it, like everybody said that the the dev kits came got to people's hands in like 2019. So I'm definitely thinking these games were definitely on PS4 first, and then because it's now so easy to port games over because of the x86 architecture, they just ported these games over to PS5. Uh, definitely yeah. Ragnarok. I think Imran Khan mentioned that GT7 is because of COVID. Um, but I definitely think with Ragnarok, um, that game was originally on PS4 first. I and mean, what would you do with your team for, for over a year or even just six months? Yeah. You know, I think that just makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I And, and for like the sh- shortages of PS5s, they're still outselling and outpacing the PS4. It just goes to show the production. Uh, on mm-hmm. the PlayStation's end is very impressive. So. Yeah. That said, Kyle, that's been the Sony Pony Express. And we go into what you've been playing. But because our friend Brock is stepping by, that means, Kyle, you must go. Because you didn't <gasps> want to get spoiled with anything Ratchet and Clank. That's you didn't true. want to know. You didn't want to yeah. partake in this interview. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So where can I, people I, find you, good sir? You can find me on Twitter at Mr. KSEP. You can find me over at 61indie.com for all indie coverage and 61indie on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and IndieCast on podcast services for our indie game coverage, Dollar Slice on podcast services for our conversational show. Um, in addition to all the live reacts I'm doing to with Joe for all the big stuff, over at 61indie, we have every single indie game conference covered. Guerrilla Collective, Wholesome Games, Limited Run, uh, Future Game Showcase. We are live reacting to them all. We're also going to be podcasting every single night uh, covering what we saw and what we thought looked rad. Oh, and Devolver. Cannot forget Devolver. We also, Mike and I, recorded a our reaction of watching through all the previous Devolver conferences in one big two-hour youtube video that will be going up before saturday uh because you got to know the lore because that is the devolver cinematic universe (laughs) it is one 
That is one of the best cinematic universes going today. Better than DC's and come at me with that one. Um, Wrong. Yeah. I love you very much. Stay safe and enjoy E3. Take care of yourselves, please. And with that, let's get into the interview of Rock McLaughlin's review of Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart. Oh, wait, no longer. The Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart spoiler-free review discussion is here. I am your host, Joseph, and join me today is our good friend, Brock McLaughlin, who's going to share his thoughts on Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Just to let you all know, again, this is absolutely spoiler-free, and everything you're going to see, Sony has shown you before, and everything we're going to speak on is completely free. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, let's get right into it. Brock, how are you doing, my man? Uh, I'm I'm so good. I'm I'm, I'm smiling because I get to see you. And you had a big day, so congratulations. Thank you, thank you. It's been a big day indeed. And with that, I want to ask you something because a few nights ago you were like, I just be Ratchet and Clank. I need to talk to you about Ratchet and Clank. So before we talk about this game, I want to know where your head's at walking in because there's been over 19 Ratchet and Clank games, this one being the most recent one. So where do you fall as a Ratchet and Clank fan? Uh, that that blows my mind. Right? There's no way. It's been, yeah, yes way. <laughs> wow. Um, so no, definitely not a big fan, if that <laughs> number is surprising me here. Look, I... I I didn't mind it on the back in the PS2 days. I feel like everyone had Ratchet and Clank back in the PS2 days. PS3 kind of fell off. I don't even remember the PS4. Oh, yes, I do. Of course I do. Yeah. Uh, it was the reboot came on the PS4, and that version was like the one that brought the game back for me. And I was like, damn, you know what? This is a really great platformer uh, that we haven't kind of had in a long time. Uh, and, and I love the sh- the the, the sh- I'm going to just swear. I love the shit of the last one. It was really fun. And Right before playing this one, I kind of went back and replayed around with it. And when did it come out? 2016, I think, yep. like five years ago. It, it holds up really well. It's a really fun game. And my favorite Ratchet and Clank, and I'm sorry for cutting you off, but it's also my first is Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal. I was huge into Ratchet and Clank when I was a kid. And, you know, in the PS3 era, I too kind of like dropped off as well. And then reintroduced to Ratchet and Clank with the PlayStation 4 game being such a showcase of the tech and how ironic it is that we're in the PS5 era and now it's also the showcase here. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about the weapons. That's the thing that makes Ratchet and Clank. So it is. I, tell me I how the weapons flex, feel, man. I, I wanted to flex my memory first and see if Up Your Arsenal, is that the second game? I believe so, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. I, my memory's not gone yet in my older age. Sweet. Um, <laughs> the weapons are, the weapons are really kick ass, man. Yeah. They really tie this, like, they really bring fun to this game. But the big thing is just how mind blowing they look in action. Uh, right off the bat, like, my favorite guns is lightning gun. The, Daisy chains a bunch of villains together. And, like, the more you power it up, the more you can, like, connect dudes together that are all like getting electrocuted and you can see their bones and like blue <laughs> going up and smokes going everywhere and it just looks like your eyes are melting like you're like damn i've never seen something like this in a video game before and I, I feel like that's my reaction to a lot of this game is damn i didn't know they could look this good and this immersive mm. 
And so let's talk about that because, yeah, one of the guns we saw was like the digitizer that made its way back where when you shoot en- enemies, it turns them like digified. Like, mm-hmm. how are the particle effects in this game? Because we saw how beautiful the game looks in the state of play and all the atmospheric stuff, but like the weapon play, how 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 does like the particles effects in, in the way that it uses PlayStation 5, how does it look and feel to you? Yeah, uh, nuts. It, it looks, it looks nuts and bolts, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's like, it's honestly so cool. They all feel so different. And I didn't really notice it until you kind of get more guns and you start upgrading them just how different it is. Cause you start with a boring blaster pistol that really sucks no matter how much you upgrade it, which I thought eventually if I upgrade enough, it's going to get better. It did not. It just sucked. Would you say uh, that's your funny. least favorite weapon? Is the boring blaster? For sure. Yeah. Oh, hands down. But it was the first one I leveled up to get the achievement, right? Like, I was like, okay, this is the easiest one. Let's just do this. But there's just so many different weapons. And I feel like there's like double the weapons they had in the first game. I like There's so many. I don't remember. Or sorry, when I say the first game, I mean the remake. Yeah. I don't remember there being that many guns in that one comparatively to this one. There's just so many you can choose from. And they all feel so amazing they look so cool there's like uh one that like throws like buzz saws at people that go all over your screen you have like the ricochet that just makes like a firework display bouncing across and you're just like sitting there going holy shit, this is really fun i want to kill everybody over and over and over again and that kind of game bloop loop of that battle keeps you coming back because just because how beautiful this is and, and like i have like the best like tv for this kind of thing like you can out there like the oled the lg whatever this thing is like popping off the screen i i've never seen visuals this great in my life which That's is something awesome. you know i love and hearing I you gush about this <laughs> yeah no i love hearing you gush about this this is awesome and talking about how weapons feel how are the haptic feedbacks and the adaptive triggers in ratchet and clank of rift apart because that's the one thing i love and a lot of the first party stuff with the PS5 in the first year is the haptics just feel fantastic. So is it as good as, let's just say, an Astrobot or a Sackboy's Great Adventure or even like a Returnal? How, how, how does the controller feel to you playing this game? I don't feel like it really adds anything. It doesn't really get taken advantage of. There's some really heavy rumbles. Mm. Uh, but what it does do is give a ton of sound and really immersive sound at the front of the controller that I really do like. But for the actual haptics, I'm like, eh, I can live without them. And everything is adjustable in this game, which is really crazy. So you can change up every last feature, which is really, really cool. Uh, and super quickly, like just like on the fly, you're like, screw this audio on your um, on your thing i want it down boom away you go but yeah i don't know have you found any haptics that you're like this is great oh man so astro's playroom for me is one of them where it's like okay this is this is this is amazing and even like a game like returnal you did pretty damn well when you like that half button press for this zoom in and then you press all the way up and bam you get you get like that ultimate move um but yeah like that's the thing with haptics. I love them when they work really well, but when they don't, you're like, ah, this game could have utilized them. That's a that's a little bit of a bummer that it doesn't utilize it. It, it doesn't use it as well as Sackboy does, and okay. I played like the Sackboy uh, to uh, like I just love that game so much. But yes, yeah, it doesn't use it as well as Sackboy, but it does things that Sackboy definitely doesn't do. Okay. That said, though, let's talk about the enemies of this game. How are they feeling? Sure. How how are how 
I guess, not to say difficult, but how varied are they? Are they like the same people you're fighting over and over again? or You, you know, when you come to think of it, you really do fight a lot of the same guys uh, mm-hmm. over and over again. And they, they kind of change them up and they give them armor and shields as you progress through the game. But for the most part, you're fighting a lot of the same enemies on repeat. Now, I'm, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but like I'm figuring because of all the weapons you have, it's more about yeah, the weapons than the enemies much. you're fighting. It's more about switching your weapons on the fly to dispatch whatever enemies that are on the battlefield at that point in time. Yeah. If, I, if, if memory serves right. And then, like, a boss that you fought, like, three levels ago then comes back with, like, three boss versions of him, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, they just keep piling on the enemies on top of each other. And there's, like, really interesting boss fights, don't get me wrong. And there's really interesting characters. There is just a lot of repetition. Mm-hmm. But until you even asked me that, I hadn't even thought about that. Like, it hadn't even crossed my mind or bothered me, where most games it would. I think it's because I, I am just busy blowing shit up. Now, the one thing that just occurred to me as you were talking, Brock, is the weapon wheel. Almost forgot about that. Ratchet & Clank has made this just so famous in how it utilizes its weapon wheel. Usually in video games, weapon wheels are not my particular like favorite thing, a part of the UI, but Ratchet & Clank always does a phenomenal job. What are your thoughts on how it's evolved in uh, Rift Apart? I hate the weapon wheel usually, man, too. I'm in the same boat. It's annoying, yeah. but I don't... Again, I just don't mind at this. I find it really fun. And because the battles are so chaotic so fast, it's like, okay, I'm going to take a little breather and just switch. And you can have your, you can have your four, uh, top weapons done to your directional pad there, but everything else is just through the weapon wheel and it moves really quickly. And I do find like ammo is really hard to come prime, uh, come by, which makes you like switch a lot of the weapons a lot of the time to keep it really fresh. And you have way more than four eventually. So you're really just mixing and matching and swapping. And it's just so much fun to like see what different ones do. I, I haven't been able to tell if some enemies have a weakness to certain, uh, certain weapons or not. I, and I feel like they do. And it's something I need to keep playing around with in the, um, the arena, uh, in the game. Okay. Cool. 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 Now let's move over to story. Of course, non-spoilers. I want to get to the main ones, Ratchet and Clank and the new character, Rivet. They're really good. Ratchet's, uh, yeah, no, sorry. Clank is very good. Clank yeah. has an incredible story, uh, which, which I really like. Now, okay. And maybe I'm just not remembering the last few games, but why is there like one voice actor in like all of Ratchet and Clank though? Or is that just exclusive to this game? Because a lot of like the villains are just voiced by one dude, and it's so annoying. That's I don't remember that well because I got an old ma- man brain as well. So you're saying like right. main voice cast fantastic, but the enemies Good. are just like one dude. <laughs> There's like yeah, all the side characters all just have the same dude's voice, and I, it's probably like no- uh, Nolan North or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> but no, it's just like, oh my god, it's just the same repetitive dude, like being so showmany. Um, it's it it gets a little annoying. But the main cast is fantastic. How's Rivet? Because Rivet's been the one we're all curious about. We wanted to know her name. We want to know her story arc. Does it feel fulfilling here as well? And does uh does her actor kind of capture, you know, Rivet's energy? Uh, Rivet's incredible. Rivet's so good. And Rivet's a really welcome addition to the the game. And uh, her character really, it, it goes through a lot during the whole course of the game. You really get to know her. I don't want to like ruin Rivet no, no, too much absolutely. at all. 
Um, but I, I will say, I think fans will be really satisfied. And at first, like, I, I thought the game was like, okay, whatever. Like, the storyline is very ratchet and clanky and not all that great. Um, but it just gets so much better. And I feel like there's like 18 different endings. You're like, oh, I'm almost at the end already. And it's like, just kidding. We're just getting started. And you're like, oh, damn. Okay, there's a lot more. And then this happens like five more times. And I'm like, okay, I'm not almost finished. I'm not almost finished. All right, awesome. Uh, also, I even missed that and I almost forgot this. How, does she play any different from Ratchet? From what I saw, from what we've seen from the state of play, not not different. There's, I know she has like a hammer. That, like, no, it's up. it's it's the exact same, which is okay. kind of strange. So every weapon you get, um, she also gets. Okay. So it, it, when you switch between characters, it's the same. Uh, the only changes is you have armor. So you have upper boots, uh, shoulder pads, and then a helmet you can change. And they can each wear different ones that uh, does show up in like cutscenes and when you're fighting. And they all have different uh, specialties behind them. Well, it's awesome to see that fans and newcomers alike are going to be really digging this story and these characters. We talked a little bit about how guns sound. I want to talk about other sounds, though. Uh, how is the music and the ambiance in this game? A, that's, that's like the most forgettable part to me. I love a good soundtrack. I don't know why. It, it hasn't stood out to me at all. Okay. I've noticed it a few times. I'm like, okay, it's cool. But like really has been just kind of the disappointment in an otherwise pretty excellent game. Oh, here's that a question. Headphones or T-body? I've tried both. Both. Uh, and, but I, I'm usually playing this with uh, TV audio. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I yeah. wanted to know about that 3D audio. Yeah, it's great because all you can hear is the weapons, which kind of <laughs> overlay over everything else. So you don't even notice the music. All you hear is like, bam, 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 bam. Right. So even like the, the world's like ambiance, that's all yeah. I need to hear. It definitely doesn't blow me away. There's, been, it's not like Returnal, man, where its yeah. sound is so incredibly crucial. This is, or, or even like Resident Evil, it's just, it is what it is. Let's talk about loading. Uh, okay, this console's what all loading? about. <laughs> there, there, there you go. go. There you go. There's our conversation on loading. Bam! It's instant. <laughs> so there was the thing where it's like the, it, he has like this gravity hook, and it hooks him into like mm-hmm. like other dimensions, and that's and that's pretty much it just like it's non-existent in this game it feels yeah that's pretty i mean there is loading but like it's it's quick cutscenes or something like i've never seen a loading bar um you know uh there's and there's like there's the elevator trick and there's like the falling down trick there's a few of the classic things but really there isn't really any real loading times uh it's incredibly quick and fluid and yes you can jump between like worlds instantaneously and it's pretty mind-blowing um i was trying to explain to my girlfriend i was like look at this this is so wild and she's like i don't get it and i'm like (laughs) never mind i don't think most people will like i don't think kids will ever get that they they don't have no idea what how different this is but it's you like i was just sitting there like looking at the draw distance i'm like holy you can see so far like it's just it's at times like super mind blowing and it's so nice because this is like really the first big PS5 game we're getting, right? Like, holy. And does it live up to it? Like with all the hype, with all the teases, with all the reveals, you know, we've, you know, visually it says it, you know, it's blown your mind, right? Um, you know, story-wise, it holds up pretty darn well. Weapons are fantastic. 
characters are also fantastic. Does this game live up to the Brock McLaughlin type? Uh, now we now we pause with anticipation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, I, I think there's some there's some short falls music stories the story is okay i think it's better than most ratchet and clank games but it's still it's a platforming story at the end of the day let's you know it's nothing it's something crazy there is some heart wrenching moments and like we didn't even mention a guy named kit who's like my new favorite uh i don't know if kit's kind of been advertised or anything at all and i was looking at this spoiler things i can talk about him he's a yellow bot he's really cool he's got a great uh sorry i keep calling She's got a great story. Um, and yeah, there's a lot to love about this game. And it's just, it's just a really fun PlayStation game. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's, I mean, when I first played PS2, like one of the first games I played was Ratchet. And I, sure, when I got the PS3, I think one of the first games I played was Ratchet. Um, and it just feels really, really fun and carefree. And it's just what I need. Like last year, this time, we were talking about Last of Us 2, man. And th- that was like, we're like all just been in three months of COVID. And we're like, this is so depressing. <laughs> and now it's like, wow, this is just a really great summer game you can like kick back and it's just a really really fun fun time so yes yes a long story short it lives up to the hype i didn't set any kind of um expectations or anything i just wanted a fun game and that's what it is and it looks just incredible there's nothing else i've ever played that has looked this good uh at all there just isn't this is like the first of its kind and it does things you've probably never, you definitely have never seen in a video game, which is saying something, right? Like we're video game guys. We played hours and hours and hours of video games. We've, we've, we think we've seen it all, but this is, it's truly uh, like a, a first experience in a lot of ways, which is really, really cool. And, and I'm glad it gets to be Ratchet and Clank because they're cool characters and they're, it's family friendly. Like everyone can participate in this game. You don't have to be like, an elite edgy gamer you know uh it's like a whole family can experience this for the first time and that's really cool and it's it's easy enough you know and there's you can scale the difficulty it's it's a great accessible game that really will like blow people away and i think will be the first like system or like reason to get the next gen consoles that is awesome that is so amazing to hear and i think it's also something we all expected to hear as well because i mean everything from this game just looked so promising and you know it kind of spoke to my childhood as well playing it as a as a kid and now as an adult knowing that kids are going to get their hands on this magic that i fell in love with is really awesome to hear man it's freaking awesome right there is a whole lot of magic here there was like a Panzer Dragoon level, man, that blew my mind. I was like so stoked. I was like yelling at my TV. I'm like, yes. And then there's other parts where I was like on a boat and it reminded me of the first time I played Skyrim. And I was like, wow, I can't wait for the Elder Scrolls 6. And like, if it looks anything like this, like we're on for a treat. The next five, six years of this console generation are going to be incredible. Like this is, this is just the start of it and it looks this good. I can't wait to see where it comes next. Now, I don't think there's any exclusive games coming out till who knows when after this. So I'm going to enjoy this moment. Dude, that is so awesome. And thank you again for dropping on by. I You got me even more excited Thanks. for this game, <laughs> which, is, which is something to say. Great. I was just ranting and raving away. 
<laughs> no, that's why we're here. I'm here to interview you. You did fantastic. Nice. So, Rock, let everybody know where they can find you on Twitterverse, what you do, all that stuff. Yeah, sweet. You can find me at Brock McLaughlin on Twitter. I'm um, temporarily not really blogging that much on my own, but you can find me at Brockstar Gaming. I do a lot of freelance stuff these days, um, so you can find me all across the internet. But Twitter's where I like to hang out. Um, and, you know, that, that's it. That's me. About Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart with us. And with that, I want to give the good old-fashioned sign-off, but before we do, we have to talk about who won our Ratchet and Clank giveaway. So let's go head back to Kyle, and let's wrap up the show, shall we? With all that out of the way, you can find us over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can find me over at Mr. Badbit on Twitter, and you can find the video version of this show on the Trophy Room channel on YouTube. And you can find us wherever you find your podcast services, like Google Play, like Spotify and Apple Podcast. And I want to highlight this. Thank you, everybody, for throwing your five-star reviews out there, throwing us or getting us over 220 reviews worldwide. Y'all are incredible. Thank you all so much. And it's a part of this show that I hate doing the most uh, because it's a contest. I would want to give everybody a, a copy of Ratchet and Clink, but I just can't. So our winner of this, Kyle, it's Tim Ulf. Yay. He's cheering. He's cheering. Yeah. Yay. Tim Wolf is one of our oldest members here. Yeah. And just we used to tell his son to cover his ears while we were podcasting. Yeah. So <laughs> guess what? Little Timmy, unplug him. You got your ratchet and clank. It's on us. Woo. Congratulations. Thank you, everybody. Congrats. And just to let you guys know, uh, our Horizon giveaway technically starts immediately right now. So throw us a five star review. Anybody that has already given us a five star review, you're already enrolled. You're already in it. So again, big thanks to Tim Alf, and I want to spotlight two reviews uh, before we go. One is from Radis, uh, or Ray Addis. Uh, they write, I look forward to the trophy room every week. The hosts provide the latest news with insightful commentary. They are easily one of the most entertaining PlayStation podcasts out there. Keep up the great show, Ray, at the Gamer Photo. And then we got another one, Kyle. Are you ready for this? We have I'm a celebrity ready. that wrote <gasps> in that gave us a five-star review. No way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to guess the name? <laughs> Susan Sarandon. She's got it going on. She's She's got it going on. She's all I want, and I've waited for so long. Can't you see? You're just not the girl for me. Stacy's mom. Stacy's mom has got it going on. Stacy's mom, 69, right? <laughs> Oh, man, somebody's 69 today. What up? Always entertaining. A PlayStation podcast hosted by a couple of charismatic and lovable dudes. What could be better? I think that screen name could be. <laughs> with all That's that awesome. said, with all that out of the way, we love you all so very much. Keep your wits about you. Keep hunting. And keep playing PlayStation. See you all next week. Bye -bye. Love you.